Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Let's Talk Therapy. I'm your host, Rosemary Burns. <laughs> Just FYI, I forgot my notes again today. I think it's the whole getting used to or having to adjust to being in school. I think it's thrown me off a little bit in, in the beginning of the week. <laughs> that, at least that's what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that for the reason why I've, I've forgotten my notes twice now. But that's okay. That's okay. I, we'll, we'll get through it. Also, let's see, I just also found out or realized that um, the podcasts still don't have music. We're working on that. That was a little, and, and this is a good example of why communication is important. Um, so w- I'm working with TJ, and we will get that fixed so that I have intro music. I know I had said that I was going to have intro music. Mm, I don't know how many episodes ago, but that's okay. That's that's why we talk things out and why we, we figure out what happened. And I thought he was doing something. He thought I was doing something. And neither one of us <laughs> did anything. And so we figured that out and, and we'll take care of it. Also want to let you guys know that next week is Labor Day. So I record my podcasts on Mondays because that's the podcast day. And um, so since it's a holiday, I will be taking a week off. And there won't be a podcast that drops next week. All right, so this week's episode, last week we talked about um, the mooch. I believe that was last week. Um, and so we're going to continue the relationship series with the codependent. I don't know how many people have um, ever heard of that term. Um, it's it's usually floats around the therapy world pretty, you know, it's a pretty common term. But out in, like, the real world, um, I don't know how many people have actually really heard of that term so I'm going to I don't know if you can hear me wrestle with my purse but I want to make sure like I said since I don't have my notes I'm going to look up the definition of codependent so that we have a good definition so codependency excessive emotional or psychological reliance on a partner typically one who requires support on account of an illness or an addiction So there you go. Let me read it again. So excessive emotional or psychological reliance on a partner, typically one who requires support on account of an illness or an addiction. Now, I'm going to um, backtrack a little because I don't think that it necessarily has to be on account of an illness or addiction. I think you can have codependency issues um, in a relationship without there being an illness or an addiction. I do think that even in the therapy world, when you hear about codependency, prob- probably most often it's in the addiction world, but um, I definitely would not say that that is definite. But there you go. So there's your definition of codependency. So what that looks like, because, you know, definition is a definition. It's very kind of stale. Uh, you know, what does that look like in, in the real world? So think of it this way. Um when someone is emotionally reliant on someone else, so say a partner comes home and they had a really bad day at work and they're kind of just frustrated and angry. And so they walk in the door and maybe through nonverbal communication, body language, whatever, you can, the partner can tell that they're in a bad mood or tired or, you know, just in a negative kind of way of being. And so then all of a sudden that partner also feels negative, brought down, um, their mood kind of shifts to 
a, another a, a negative state of being. That's kind of a, a real real world way. That was hard to say. Real world way of kind of looking at a codependent relationship. Um, it's when okay, the partner feels or thinks or you know behaves in, in one sort of way, and so the other partner thinks that they have to do the same thing. And there's all kinds of um, reasons. I don't even know if reasons is exactly the right word, but maybe underlying maybe underlying things going on as to why someone would would um, exhibit or have those kind of symptoms or those kind of behaviors um, and, and goes into, I mean, there could be a multitude. Remember, we've, we've talked many times about individual differences. So maybe when they were growing up, there was, um, you know, a, a, an ill parent or, um, you know, a dismissive parent. I mean, who knows? Like I said, there's so many confounding variables. Uh, that just means so many different things can to contribute to why someone might develop those kinds of behaviors. And so, yeah, it's, you know, kind of dismissing or maybe not even being aware of your own personal thoughts, feelings, emotions, um, behaviors, that kind of thing, because you're always looking at outward. You're always looking at the partner for how they're feeling, how they're acting, and what they're thinking. So, um, and where it becomes, well, I mean, that in and of itself is dysfunctional because everybody is entitled to have their own thoughts, feelings, behaviors, emotions. Um, I don't know if entitled is exactly the right word either, but, you know, people's feelings, we've talked about people's feelings are valid, you know, thoughts can be, you know, talked about and, um, you know, communicated and that kind of thing. But saying, like, someone, the, the only thing I can think of is, oh, well, my partner thinks, you know, blue is ugly, so I think blue is ugly. No, it's okay if your partner thinks blue is ugly. And I know this is a very... um rudimentary or a very simplistic way of of you know of an example but still I think you get the idea if my partner thinks blue is ugly then I have to think blue is ugly no that is not true that is irrational if my partner thinks blue is ugly well I can think blue is beautiful and it's okay and it also doesn't have to end a relationship so Think. Let's let's talk more about how it really becomes dysfunctional in a relationship, and it kind of brings into it the controlling. We've talked about controlling relationships. I think it was two episodes ago. I think it was definitely before I did the episode on the mooch. So think of controlling. So then, what happens if there is a discrepancy in a codependent relationship? So this partner thinks, oh, well. Or feels, we'll, we'll go with feels. This, feel, this person feels mad because, you know, they got in trouble at work by their boss or supervisor. And so because they're mad at work, at their work, their partner also has to be mad at work. And so it becomes a problem when the partner might be like, oh, or might have tried in the past to say something like, oh, well, I can see your, your supervisor's point of view 
you know, I, I can see where they're coming from, maybe say something like that, and then all of a sudden it's an argument or a fight between the partners. That's where it becomes super dysfunctional. And I'm not saying it, it's not, there's a difference between codependency and being a supportive partner, a, a supportive spouse, significant other, whatever, even friend. Um, just because you disagree with somebody or you look at a situation from a different perspective doesn't mean that that it, it's bad. It doesn't mean that that's not okay in a relationship because it is okay. Something to think about. So just because a partner is happy, sad, frustrated, um, I mean, pick an emotion just because they feel that way doesn't mean that you have to feel that way too. Just because a partner thinks a certain way about whatever, fill in the blank, doesn't mean that you have to think the exact same thing. And again, where it becomes a problem is where the discrepancy is verbalized or, or found out, communicated that, oh, well, you're angry about that, but, you know, I don't it doesn't really bother me and then all of a sudden the partner attacks the the other partner and saying well I can't believe you're not upset about that and that was so unfair and and goes into verbal aggression to the other partner that's when it becomes an issue and so um there and there's many different ways that can be um what's the word many different ways that can manifest. That's the word I was looking for. So many ways that that can kind of come about. Um, you know, that's just one example. Um, you know, there's, oh, well, I like to be out and about. I like to go um, go be very social and be around people all the time. And a partner maybe doesn't like to do all that. Maybe they're just more like, quieter things, quieter activities. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. It only becomes an issue or should only become an issue in healthy um, when a partner puts down the other partner for not wanting to go or makes them feel bad because they want to stay home or that kind of thing. So hopefully that gives some insight into where it becomes dysfunctional in a relationship. So how do you deal with that? Because it could be pretty tricky, especially if you find yourself caught in the kind of cycle of codependency. So it takes work because the first thing is realizing that it's going on, of course. Insight is, oh, yeah, um, I noticed that um, if I'm not angry when you're angry, then there's a fight or there's, you know, an issue. Or if I'm not, if I'm not sad when you're sad, then it becomes, you know... I'm not supportive or I'm not, you know, a good partner or something like that. That's where it's dysfunctional. And so how do you handle this? So the first thing, like I said, is insight, realizing that it's going on. After that, it's pay attention to your own thoughts and feelings. And that actually takes some time because if you've always been, you know, trying to mirror or trying to match someone else's thoughts and feelings, it, it's going to take time to break out of that habit. And it's going to take practice to break out of that habit. So first is kind of practicing experiencing your own feelings. 
So, okay, if something happens, you know, maybe even watch, you can watch TV, um, maybe, uh, you know, a, a movie and kind of just take note as, yeah, take note of what's going on in the movie and how it makes you feel. And, you know, you could, wa- you can watch a sad movie. You could watch, um, something happy, um, a comedy or a drama that might have you going from like laughing to crying to mad at a situation. All those kinds of things are, are actually really good practice to see, you know, kind of get you in tune with your own feelings or maybe trying to read a book. Um, because books also, um, you know, get your imagination involved and can really kind of get you in touch with your, your own thoughts and feelings. So that's a good way to practice. And once you're like, okay, yeah, I, I, I recall that, you know, this is what anger feels like and this is what frustration feels like and, you know, this is what happiness feels like. And then when you're with your partner, then it's being able to verbalize and communicate that just because you feel a certain way about a situation and we'll just use the, you know, got in trouble at work or got onto by a supervisor and I'm real angry about it, you know. Um, so I can understand this is how you would, this is how you could communicate it. I understand that you're angry and that really sucks, but I don't have to be angry about it. I can, I can empathize, which we've talked about empathy. I can empathize that it really sucks to be getting onto by a supervisor, but I'm not the one who was gotten onto, so I don't have to be angry about it, you know, or I don't have to feel sad about it. Doesn't mean that I don't support you. It doesn't mean that, you know, I'm a bad partner. It just means that I get that you're upset, and, and that's kind of it. I get that you're upset. And then on the flip side, because generally speaking, codependency works both ways. So just because maybe I had a bad day or maybe something made me really sad. Um, let's see. I'm giving examples. You know, I'm trying to think. You know, we'll say um, uh, my friend moved away, and that makes me sad. Um, well, I don't expect my, or I can't, if you're trying to be a healthy relationship, I can't expect my partner to, you know, be all sad just because I'm sad. I can expect my partner to understand that I am sad and to be supportive and say, you know, I get that you're sad and it really does suck that your friend moved away. And that's being supportive, and that's using appropriate communication. You know, um, that's not saying, well, I'm sad, so you should be sad. Nope, that doesn't work that way. That's not how feelings work in a, in a healthy relationship. And so, um, you know, kind of taking, taking a look at, at where you are in your relationships, and, and it, it may actually spark some really good conversations um, and, you know, sometimes it might spark some, some maybe heated conversations, and th- those are okay as well. The important thing is learning how to talk to one another and validate each other's feelings, because feelings are valid. They are just feelings, and feelings don't necessarily mean that that's the truth. I've said that before. Feelings are valid because they're feelings, and anybody is entitled to feel however they feel. And it's okay to feel however you feel, but it's what you do with those feelings that um, 
can become dysfunctional or not. So, you know, I could be angry because uh, a supervisor got on to me at work, but it is not okay for me to come home and yell at my partner about it or throw things at my partner about it or maybe even, like, go and lock myself in my room for hours and hours because of it. That being said, it is okay to communicate, I had a really bad day, my supervisor got on to me, I'm feeling very angry about it, so I'm going to go to the gym and work out, work off that, that anger, or I'm going to go take a bath and, you know, kind of de-stress and unwind. Absolutely appropriate, very good way of, you know, coping with a bad situation. Um, and again, same thing. And here's a, here's a supportive thing. So maybe the person, you know, comes home and is like, you know, my boss got on to me. I'm feeling angry. I'm going to go to the gym. So supportive person, if they actually like to go to the gym, might say, hey, do you want me to come with you? Would you like me to, you know, um, go work out with you? And, you know, leave it up to the person. Yeah. You know, that would be great, thanks. Or, no, I really kind of want to go by myself. Okay. You know, not okay to say, hey, I'm going to the gym because I'm angry. You need to come with me. No. <laughs> no, not okay. Not okay. Um, another way that um, to think about codependency is people who think that they, and I kind of said a little bit about this, but people who think they have to do everything the partner does um so I kind of just that's why it reminded me of it I kind of said okay well I'm going to the gym so you have to go to the gym too that's not how it works um now granted if you're in a relationship with somebody and this is um well I was gonna say this typically would be about um romantic relationships but you know not necessarily uh, as I said that I was thinking no this could happen in friendships too um but generally when you're with somebody, of course you're gonna. There's gonna be things that you like to do in common, or really, you probably aren't gonna be in a relationship with that person if you don't have some overlap of things that you like to do together. But that does not mean that it has to be everything, like every single thing. So I'll give you an example. Um, let's see. How do I want to say this? So in my world, you know, y'all know I've, I have a husband and we have a daughter and who she just turned 15, by the way, everybody yesterday was her birthday. So happy birthday to our daughter. She's wonderful. Um, okay. So anyway, um, so we, um, you know, when we first got married and we first had our kiddo, um, that obviously takes a lot of time, you know, and a lot of energy, a lot of attention to raise a baby. You know, if you if you have kids, you know this. Um, if you don't have kids and you have friends who have ki- who have kids, you know this. Um, even if you've babysat, you know this. Okay, so anyway, um, what we decided to do is um, to give each other kind of a break, and you know, to have some normalcy. Um, I had a day of the week that was for me that I could do whatever I wanted to do, um, and, and I chose to take karate and my husband also had a a different day of the week um and honestly I'm going to tell you I can't remember what he chose to do um because that was you know 15 years ago um 
I would say, we'll say 14. It was more, it was about, she, she was a little older when we actually decided to put this in place. But what did he do? I, I don't know. I know later on he went to like a game night with his friends and stuff. Um, but when she was really little, I don't remember. But that's okay. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, just know that we had our own day for ourselves. Um, and that was a, a thing that was just for us. Now, does that mean that I expect him to be in martial arts with me and take karate with me? No, not in the slightest. Does that mean that I should be going to game night with him all the time? Mm, no. Um, does that mean that, well, that neither one of us like those things? No, that's not necessarily true. He actually likes martial arts as well, and I actually like game nights too, but it, that's a scheduling thing and parenting and all that, and that's a different that's a different podcast. Um, but... We didn't expect each other to always have to go with the other person everywhere the person went because the person who was at home or doing something else was not okay with the other person not being there. So a healthy relationship is having your own individual things that you do, um, whether, you know, whatever nights of the week it is, you know, juggling kids, family, all that kind of stuff, figuring it out for your relationship. So having things that I like to do and him having things that he likes to do that neither one of us have to do, and then also having things that we enjoy to do together. That's a healthy relationship. Because remember, and this is very important, before you were in a relationship, whether it is romantic or whether it is a friendship, you are an individual first. You're an individual first before you're a couple. And you can't be a healthy couple if you're not a healthy individual. And so, um, and if you're both unhealthy individuals, well, then it's like double unhealthy relationship. No, not really. Um, it just takes both of you getting work. Um, and, you know, both, if you're in a relationship, both people should be getting work if or should go get work if, you know, go do work, <laughs> go do therapy work if you're having, you know, any kind of relationship issues that, you know, are um, prolonged and don't work themselves out naturally and, and that kind of thing. So, it's, you know, again, basic therapy 101 is if you have a relationship, one, you bring other past relationships into the current relationship if you had never processed through and gotten over previous relationships. If you hadn't done any work for previous relationships, you bring pieces of that relationship into the current one. That's something to always be aware of. And all of that kind of stuff can be worked through in therapy. And really, ideally, it would be best to have an individual therapist for one partner an individual therapist for the other partner, and couples therapy. And it's your own preference on whether or not you want the same therapist for all of that. I've heard that sometimes that can be really good because then that therapist knows everything that's going on between, you know, what the, the individual is working on, what the other individual is working on, and then what they're working on together um, as the couple. If you have three different therapists, one for the individual, one for the partner, and then one for couples, that's three different therapists, three different point of views, maybe three different styles of working, um, 
maybe three different theoretical orientations, and that can become really confusing and um, maybe overwhelming. Who knows? And and see, you know, see what they their opinion, and and then make a really good um, educated decision based on what you find out from other therapists and stuff like that and take your time we talked about that way in the beginning take your time and find a good fit for um both of you in a relationship so yes so hopefully i was able to teach you a little bit about the codependent um remember codependency can become very dysfunctional especially if there's a controlling aspect to the codependency and remember that your feelings are valid and they don't have to coincide or be exactly the same as your partner's. And it is an effective way to communicate that is I understand how you're feeling and I feel this way about it and that's okay. And remember if that becomes an issue, then you can always work on getting couples therapy about it or for it about it that doesn't make much sense but okay so that's all i have today for the codependent um remember you can go online and find the podcast on facebook look up let's talk therapy podcast and it will come up and remember you can um you can leave comments you can um leave feedback and ask for different topics that you might want me to cover i think i might after the relationship series, which I actually, since I, again, don't have my notes this time, I am not sure if I have any other relationship um, relationship types to talk about. So I can't even give you a good preference, uh, preface for if that's what I'm going to talk about next time because I need to go home and look at my notes. Um, but if there is, then we'll continue with that. And if there's not, then um, I think I might either do um another kind of um like current event type podcast where like previously I talked about the video game The Last of Us and how I thought it was a great depiction of PTSD well I think I might do like a movie or something like that and um just to make it kind of fun again and if not then I might decide to do a grief series but you never know if something important comes up over the next um, couple weeks, since I will miss next week, then I might decide to talk about that. Um, but we'll see. So thank you all for joining me. Remember to go check the the Facebook page and the website for the podcast because um, I go and I check to see if there's any comments or anything. Um, of course, you can find us on Facebook and like us and share. Definitely share. Um, and I think that's all I have for this week. So I, I wish you all a, a great week. And we will talk soon. Thanks.